This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. The role of a product manager is changing more than probably ever before. Um, So what does that mean for all of us using these products in the new age of AI? That's one of the things that we're going to be talking about today on Everyday AI. Welcome. So excited to have you here. My name is Jordan Wilson, and what's Everyday AI? Well, it's a daily live stream podcast and our free daily newsletter. So make sure you check that out. Uh, helping everyday people like you and me keep up with what's going on in the world of AI. And there's a lot. So I'm excited to have our guest today, who is a senior product manager for Microsoft. But before we get to that, and I, I, I hope you're excited because I am as well, but let's first talk about what's going on in the world of AI news, because there's a lot going on, as always. So first, there are some big Google Bard updates So hours ago, Google just unrolled new updates to its large language model, BARD, uh, connecting it to YouTube, Google Drive, Gmail, and other products. It also added a fact check button. So I did give it a quick run this morning. Not super impressed yet. Uh, Even with the fact check, it kind of brings up a similar Google search. Uh, But we'll uh, we'll let them dust off the the bugs and check it out again in a week or so. Uh, So make sure to check out more in the newsletter today about that. Uh, Also, Microsoft, speaking of, has a big special event coming up in New York City on Thursday. Uh, So recent report this morning suggests that not only uh, will Microsoft be potentially unveiling uh, some new Surface models, but also um, detailing some new AI features that could be rolled out across many of its Windows apps. So again, check out the newsletter for more on that. Speaking of AI and large language models and changing the way we work, there's even more AI writers on the way. So just announced Writer Inc. Uh, It's a startup that uses AI to help businesses write and summarize content. If you haven't heard of Writer Inc., they are more uh, geared toward enterprise clients, but they just announced a $100 million uh, fundraise recently. So uh, Writer, they says that uh, Writer Inc. says that they can produce written content as if it were written by a human. I don't know about y'all, but if you've taken the Prime Prompt Polish, our free PPP course, I feel you can do that anyways, right? All right, all right. All joking aside, let's talk Let's talk product management. I'm, I'm excited for our guest today. I'm excited to talk product management because it's something we haven't talked about on the show yet. And it's something that actually affects us uh, in our everyday life. So uh, bringing to the Everyday AI show, please help me welcome uh, Rodley Seth, who is the senior product, uh, a senior product uh, manager at Microsoft. Rodley, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Good morning. Good evening, folks around the world. Thank yeah, yeah, it's true. It's it's a very early morning for you because you're joining us from the West Coast. So I have to start giving out special awards on the show for people that join us live at 5.30 a.m. their time. So thank you for that. Thank you so much. It has fun. And thanks for giving me the opportunity to join Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So as a reminder, 
Thank you for everyone joining us live. And if you have questions for uh, for Raleigh, please get them in. And as a reminder, if you want to know all the secrets of what Microsoft is working on, that's not what we're here to talk about today. So get if, if you want to know in general about product management and how the industry is changing, get those questions in. But let's start at the top, Raleigh. Uh, can you actually explain to our audience, because not everyone's a, a dork like me, but uh, could, could you explain uh, what product management is and, and what product managers uh, in general work on? Yeah, product management is a super interesting field that has evolved over the last decade or so, but more or so it is different from project management in terms of product managers are supposed to set the vision. So while you guys are thinking and using chat GPTs, we are already thinking one step ahead where the future is evolving. Say Gartner's hype cycle came out. What are the hype cycle beyond the generative AI thinking? So, so we have to think in terms of the next vision, strategy, and roadmap building beyond what is currently available. Mm, that's and that's so interesting, you know, because you talk about hype cycle, and I think with so many products that have AI inside of it, 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 it seems like it's hard to hard to gauge that. Um, so, so like, how does that even work? Um, I guess in the day to day of a product manager, are, are people just um, are product managers seeing how everyone's using their products and looking at bugs reported, you know, looking at features like 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 how does it actually work to what people experience when we sit down and use the products? I would say product managers wear different hats. It's not just one that you just look at the users thing because users are giving the feedback of what we have shipped. So we have to keep an eye on not just the market, but also unmet needs. For example, when you talk about PPP, I also have a, for AI specifically, a PPP of the equation called AI magic equals to plot, perception, and presentation. But Ooh. the part that usually project managers don't cover is perception. And perception, I mean, is what users don't tell you because they don't know maybe. That's a blind spot. So that's where we explore in terms of, for example, neurodiversity or neuroscience. Like Sometimes those are even interesting concepts in the AI field that people and not usually, but in product manager, we want to explore multiple disciplines. So I would say we wear different hats. So it's not just, hey, look at the market where it's going, but figure out what's hidden also. That's that's fascinating. So um, tell me this, because I'm, I'm very curious, uh, because I think the product life cycle has changed dramatically, uh, you, you know, with AI probably in building the products, but also... Um, probably customer expectations, um, you, you know, because we just assume in this age, this new age of AI where everything moves so, so quickly, you know, when we get these, these new products to play with, it seems like every day, how can product managers in general keep up with all of that? Because it seems like consumer demands in this new age of AI are, are probably unrealistic. Yeah, and I would plus one to that. So again, taking the analogy of magic with AI, usually the concept is the more you know, le- more you will miss. That's super interesting in terms of information knowledge that you'll think, hey, if I'm on top of everyday AI, maybe I will grasp more. But in terms of sometimes you have to have multiple diversity, not just consume all the things, but filter it out. And that's where product managers have to have an interesting role of, Hey, just how do you consume different set of information? So I know it might be slightly different concept that you would have heard, but yeah, just yeah, assimilating. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, hey, as as a reminder, thank you everyone for joining us. So uh, Ahmed, uh, the first comment. Yeah, love it. Bronwyn joining us from South Africa. Uh, Brian, thank you for joining us from the AI or from the uh, Gulf Coast. Uh, Rajiv talking about the PPP. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, you know, Raleigh, uh, I, I, I want to ask you, because um, you've been at Microsoft now for more than a decade, right? Yes. So how has even just the the everyday life of a product manager changed with AI? Uh, you know, I don't know, but I assume that, you know, maybe 11 years ago, uh, it wasn't quite at the breakneck speed that it is today. I could be wrong, but how has even the role of a product manager changed over the last decade? Yeah, I would say in terms of the entire tech industry, the evolution I've seen in the last decade is maybe we used to say cloud first to mobile first, and now AI first is one of the approaches that across the tech industry they are taking of how do you build product AI first? That doesn't mean ignore the non-AI part, but how do you start thinking that user co-creation would happen with AI? How do you bring in at the right moment AI? So in that terms, I would say there are three styles of product managers evolving over the last six months or so. One is platform AIPM product managers, which is what just day-to-day working on latest LLM models, trying to debug, trying to optimize the second part is AI feature product managers, which I categorize into. So they don't do LLM development, but whatever LLMs have been developed, they customize the prompt on that, do prompt engineering. So that's a major bucket. I would say around 40 to 50% of current product management in AI are around that. The third bucket is where industry is evolving is AI adopter PMs. And that is basically applied AI that maybe they're not shipping AI features, but they want to use for their day-to-day productivity AI tools. And uh, as per the Harvard Business Review recently, they've also mentioned in the next couple of years, if more product managers start adopting AI technology, their productivity and success rate of the product will increase by 25%. I don't know if wow. you saw that data. So it's it's a huge like shift in how product managers can increase the success rate. Yeah, and, and I... I love how you uh, laid out kind of the history, you know, going from, you know, kind of a cloud focus, mobile focus, and now it's AI focus, right? Um, how can um, how can product managers uh, keep up with that? Uh, especially like, I feel it's probably different uh, with a company like Microsoft that has, uh, you know, world-class access uh, to AI at every point. Um, of the product development lifecycle, but for other product managers out there who maybe are, are tuning in and listening, um, how can they balance that you know AI first focus um, with accessibility to the tools, or even with uh, keeping a close hand in hand relationship with their customers and with those using the products? If there is this you know AI first mentality. Yeah, I would say in that terms, what AI has done, it has democratized. So it's not that we have special access to the tools that maybe everyone will not have. We use like ChatGPT, we all use. So I would say you guys have the right tool sets in terms of how PMs can stay updated. Uh, the one area that everyone, I would highly recommend product managers to keep, like spend more time is prompt strategy. I'm seeing like prompt engineering people talk about, but it is usually because of the engineering work. People say hey, it's an engineering job, but for prompt strategy, I've not seen a lot of templates and how people are evolving. So, and by that, I mean, as part of, there is also a cool YouTube video if people are interested by Duolingo AI on how, as part of the product management's life cycle, 
prompt validation as far as coming early up before you start even designing your product. So I would say if one thing you have to do for product manager keeping up, try to just explore, keep like typing and seeing how prompt, different prompt structures are changing, personalization are changing, voices is changing the response. Hey, this is Jordan, the host of Everyday AI. I've spent more than a thousand hours inside ChatGPT and I'm sharing all of my secrets in our free Prime Prompt Polish ChatGPT course that's only available to loyal listeners like you. Here's what Lindy, who works as an educational consultant, said about the PPP course. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting the results from ChatGPT that I needed and wanted. And after taking the PPP course, I now realize that I was not priming correctly. So I will be heading back into ChatGPT right now to practice my priming, prompting, and polishing. Everyone's prompting wrong, and the PPP course fixes that. If you want access, go to podppp.com. Again, that's podppp.com. Sign up for the free course and start putting ChatGPT to work for you. You know, you mentioned something in there, just prompt engineering. And I think that's, um, you know, it's a skill set that I think everyone's hearing about, uh, but very few people know what it actually means because it, it seems like everyone's, you know, giving it a different definition and it, it might be depending on what someone's trying to sell you on. But uh, just can you give a little bit more advice on how you know, product managers or even anyone uh, should should take on this role. I I tell people it's a skill as crucial as searching the internet, so it's not as dependent on even what your job is. But you should know how to train, uh, how to chain together multiple uh, prompts because uh, it's the future of work. So, so so what's your advice to people when tackling the basics of of prompting? Yeah, usually people start with the basics, like hey, I will need, I will just type it out. But there's the thing of context. I, I know you have talked a lot of time context. So that's one of the pieces where prompt engineering or prompt strategies like the chat GPT versions can give you quick answers. But how do you give the role and the task? So usually prompt is where you give a task and have a goal. That's like input and output. But where we are saying and product managers are involved is, is not what, meaning it's not just the output, but how the output will be generated. Think of creative ways. So how can you manipulate the style, tone? Those are very subtle details that people might not think about and might not type in the prompt, but are super interesting. And it's not just in terms of like resolution or other things, but hey, it, it needs to be friendly. It needs to be conversational. All those human values sometimes have to be matching. So, so I would say just the tone and the style could be uh, some of the aspects that people could add for prompt rather than just yeah, input yeah. output. Yeah. It, it is, it is so, um, it is so crucial. And, uh, you know, I kind of laugh and, and poke fun sometimes, uh, on the show, you know, people sharing their prompts and I tell people, you know, it's not like, that's like saying you wanted to learn the internet by using someone else's bookmarks. Like you really have to learn how to prompt on your own, uh, because it is, uh, an essential skill. Um, so thank you everyone for joining us. Bronwyn talking about, she's learning, uh, prompt engineering, uh, Harvey joining us, Michael joining us, uh, have a question here, Raleigh. I hope you can take this one. Uh, so Ben, uh, joining on LinkedIn says, how is the industry using AI to improve or simplify product management? Yeah. So I would say it is still evolving in terms of simplifying. 
it's more of just not the tools i would say it's the process and the mentality mm. that's how the industry is evolving that as i was mentioning earlier just in terms of the product life cycle usually it was hey we envision define product develop iterate on it but just understanding that now it's a co-creation that it's not just developed on your own that as a human i'll tell but sometimes you have to plug and play based on the need so what points should we invoke ai these are like tiny examples should it be always on no i don't want the ai to be always on so in terms of how do you, the industry improve it's not about chatbot versus non chatbot it's about where you can start plugging in co creation needs and based on the industry it could be different and based on the confidentiality trust and data requirements it could be different yeah that's that's such a that's such an important point uh, that you bring up oh and i have to get to the last part of this question too everyone always loves asking favorite tools so Raleigh, what are your favorite tools uh to use i'm, I'm guessing he's he's asked, uh talking ai tools so uh whether it's you know in your role or you know outside of of your role what are those kind of favorite ai tools that you're using a lot yeah i use even like no not just chat gpt everyone uh, uses but also hugging face mm-hmm. every new model that we is there you can test out without setting up your own setup and playground so i've been using for example for video storytelling people don't use depth map and there's in hugging face so hugging face is just one tool where i need to just understand and assess another one that i'm seeing a lot of potential that we use uh, across is figma for prototyping for early envisioning and figma has been coming up if you folks are interested just watch the youtube recent series on config 2023 it was done last uh, last month i think but they had a lot of cool experiences in terms of how code to development that i was talking about co-creation with ai they are working on and they've started releasing plugins i would say it's still not matured fully but in terms of how they're adding these tiny bits of it's a product called genius by figma that they're also evolving so so those two i would say apart from the standard ones i have been exploring and are interested more in yeah no it's i actually very rarely we very rarely talk about hugging face uh you know on this show but it's actually one of the most funded ai companies out there uh because people developers um product managers everyone's spending so much time on there you know playing with um you know different open source uh platforms which i think is uh extremely important for the development of software and and user experience uh in general um thank you th- uh Everyone shout out the PPP this morning. Thank you, Brian. Uh, so, so how do you, um, when we talk about storytelling, Raleigh, um, uh, specifically uh, around products, right? It's, it's, it's something we talked about a little bit um, before the show, but how can we tell better stories um, around products? And how do you think that's, that's changing? Um, you, you know, because we have to be able to tell a good story about all the features of a product. And then we're able to use these products as well to just tell better stories. So how does storytelling play into product management? Yeah, I would say uh, I did a recent survey on AI product management of how people are using and stakeholder communication is a big piece that they are expecting it would help. And stakeholder communication is becoming more interesting with AI because there's more and more, as I was mentioning information, but people have more and more time, your stakeholders and partners. So stories have to be very crisp and, and and by crisp I mean I've started exploring nano learning. So it's like not even similar to YouTube short how you can just provide less than a minute information for people just 
for stakeholders. So in terms of storytelling, I would say just consuming the knowledge and condensing it for quick consumption. That's where creatively we are trying to. It's much more beyond, I would say, than saying, hey, use the summarization feature of YouTube or something. But just how do you have the context and nuggets figure it out? So I would even give uh, oh, you have a question there because you look you're curious. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it's it. But it's that part is so fascinating. Uh, being able to use AI to tell better stories. Um, and I love what you said there, just like nano learning, right? It's, it's, it's like um, a minute long video. I think in some cases, people might start to lose their attention now. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's almost like, um, you know, generative AI has allowed so many people to become storytellers. Uh, so it's, I think it's even that much harder to get your messaging to stand out. So even like, let's let's put on the role uh, or, or on the hat again of a product manager. If you're wanting to tell the the story of your product, how can people do that in this age now where it seems like we're getting way more messaging, way more marketing, way more communication than ever before? So how can you kind of, whether it's using AI or not, but how can you make that story of your product stand out? Yeah. One of the examples I would give is like virtual cinematography, although people say, hey, it's for film industry, but even product managers can adopt and there the example would be storyboarding. So I don't know if you have heard Jordan, but uh, Leonardo.ar, they oh, yeah. have started exploring storyboarding AI and by how that would be, they've not started releasing, but they've started just showing, showcasing in public media. An example is, is storyboard. It's not just quick final video creation, but you have frames, you have scenes, and how do you create scene by scenes, different frames, and have a concept story that you can do within a minute. I've never seen, because I've been part of some of the virtual cinematography earlier. So so I would say in that terms, there are certain tools like Mid Journey, which will generate single images. And then there are, I've seen as part of, I'm fully updated on like AI video creation tools, where they'll teach you, use Runway ML and DID, to generate video, but there's a midway where product managers get involved. You get to choose of what angle. A lot of all features, I think Pika Labs uh, on Discord released their camera runway, <laughs> ML released their camera function. That's why, because you get to control at what angle, at what speed that story is told. You know, there was a lot there to unpack. Uh, if you aren't able to keep up, uh, you, you know, writing your notes fast enough, don't worry. We're going to be recapping uh, everything that Raleigh's sharing about in the in the daily newsletter. So don't worry. Uh, stick with us here. But, you know, when we look, uh, Raleigh, into the future, which I know is hard to do, um, but how do you see the role of the product manager changing? Because... Uh, you know, I kind of we kind of joked about this pre-show, but you know, working at Microsoft, I feel that sometimes uh, you like you all might be working in the future, right? So, what does the future look like for the rest of us, and and specifically for product management? How has it changed, and how do you think it will continue to change? Yeah, I would say another quote from Gartner: They have predicted by 2030 that at least 80 percent of the some of the product management project management jobs might be taken not taken over but but like complemented by ai mm -hmm. so in that terms the main angle where product manager can keep focusing as creative thinking and analysis so one of the trending areas i've seen again going back to our initial conversation of hype chart ai simulations 
and like not many people have started to explore of how simulation for future because you're currently having a need you just predict for now but how do you predict it's not about just diseases but in tech industry how do you do a simulation but another one is uh, the trust so there is a term called ai trism t-r-i-s-m which is about this trust evolving and there's another game if folks are interested in the trust and the privacy part gandalf.ai how how basically it gamifies learning prompt engineering and prompt injection another technical jargon but prompt injection is just understanding how do you figure out and uh, the right way to prompt so so i would say where the future is evolving i'm just using all the public references of hey it's not just plugins and extensions although i love a lot of extensions but there's something more of trying to use it for different Impactful. Yeah. Uh, wow. So we've we've covered uh, a lot on this show. So uh, if you're just tuning in now, make sure you hit that rewind. Uh, Raleigh just gave us a whole lot to digest. Uh, so we talked about everything from kind of the history of product management, how you can use AI in your product management, uh, the the power of of telling stories. But maybe Raleigh, what's what's your one takeaway? Uh, again, I, I do think that there's going to be a lot of uh, product managers listening to this. So uh, with with your great uh, decade plus of experience at Microsoft, um, you're, you're, you're in the room where a lot of uh, the future of, of AI is, is being built and being implemented. But what's your kind of one takeaway uh, for, you know, maybe product managers that are tuning in and who are saying, you know, I want to grow my career. I want to, um, you, you know, keep up with 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 everything ai what's what's kind of your takeaway advice for everyone yeah i would say more than just reading do it so my perfect example is because i categorize myself abc which is always be curious and i'll leave with the quote of when was the last time you did something for the first time and that applies to ai also what was the last ai tool you experimented with even if you didn't use it like day to day so keep exploring <laughs> that's how we learn oh Love that. Love that. Such, such great advice. So, uh, Raleigh, thank you so much again for joining the everyday AI show and, and taking us on really a history lesson of product management. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for inviting. It has been a pleasure. See ya. All right. And Hey, as a reminder, like I said, we're going to be recapping it all. So just make sure you go to your everyday That's your everyday Sign up for that free daily newsletter. It's going to be coming out in a couple of hours. Raleigh mentioned so many cool tools. A couple of them I haven't even used, which is crazy because I use just about everything. So don't worry. We got you. Check out the newsletter. Thank you again for tuning in. And we hope to see you back for another episode of Everyday AI. Thanks, y'all. And that's a wrap for today's edition of Everyday AI. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating. It helps keep us going. For a little more AI magic, visit youreverydayai.com and sign up to our daily newsletter so you don't get left behind. Go break some barriers and we'll see you next time.